0: Yeah, so when I, when, when I was um, told that I I'll be coming here, I was asking the Lord, what do you want me to go and say um, in Brooklyn uh, this morning? So I just felt like, I just uh, starting by sharing uh, my friend uh, who passed away in 2008. Um, I was a friend of mine, uh, we used to stay together, I mean like from birth, um, and he was very close to me. We used to do all sorts of good things together and bad things as well. But apparently in 2008, a friend of mine, he died. I think some of you guys like Howard, um, yeah, I think um, they saw him a little bit. Um, But he died in 2008, which was a very sad moment for me, but also, yeah, challenging. So growing up, we were very close and doing everything. And uh, he had so much hope in me, and he wanted me to succeed in life. And also, like, even fun. He wanted to have fun with me. So everything that he was saying, it was all about me. That was the danger part about it. He was saying, I want you to be great. I want you to have good life. And um, at one stage, it was about selfish, because he was just pointing, pointing, pointing to me. Uh, But in 2008, apparently he died in 2008. And my perspective of life changed, It drifted. And uh, I started focusing on something different. But the weird thing that has been happening to me is, I don't know, like uh, maybe some other guys uh, from Africa. I don't know if you know about ghosts. His ghost is, is haunting me. All the time I see his ghost coming and trying to connect with me and trying to persuade me to, like, reminding me about the old ways that we used to do and saying, uh, I want you to be successful. It's all about you. And I'm fighting with his ghost each and every day. Uh, maybe if you can just put that first picture, you might realize uh, that is that guy. That is that guy. That was in 2008 when he died. But that guy is haunting me. The way I speak with my wife sometimes, I'll see him behind me with, coming with the anger. The way I'm trying to raise my kids, I will see him sometimes coming and trying to bring that old life that I used to live with him. As I want to save in church, he comes and says, no, 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 let them save you. Let them, like, it's all about you. And I'm saying, no, 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 bro, you died. It's no longer about me. But he's saying, come on, remember about those old days. We used to party." Uh, Like when it was Friday, when I get my pay, um, when I was working in Parklands, I was staying in Danone. When I get my salary on Friday, I would run in the fields going to Danone with joy and passion to go and enjoy my money with my friends. So he's reminding me about all those days. And when I was in Danone, I would drink uh, from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, I'll come in changing my clothes, going back to work. This, that is the life that I used to live with my friend. But it go to a stage where it was like, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Um, and I took a different path. But now, years later, I can see him sometimes in my life. He comes and gives me doubt. Sometimes I doubt um, doubt even the father doubt what God is doing in in, and through my life. Sometimes I
1: don't see, and he points to the negative stuff. He points in certain areas. So that man is coming. So I don't know about yourself, but there might be that person also who died way back,
0: who's haunting you. And it is a time whereby you need to to let him know that you're no longer in the past. But you are living a different life. Amen. So when we were coming this side, uh, even now coming to 412 with my wife and uh, super excited. And we applied for the passport for our little one and wanted to come with her. She's one year, eight months. Then that guy came again. He was like, no, listen, you guys, you don't need to go to 412. Because
1: how are you going to leave your little one? One year, eight months. I think the guys in Cape Town will understand that you guys,
0: you have a little one and you couldn't secure the passport. Uh, can you put the third, the third photo?
1: You can't really see. That is the little one sitting on the top of that, that bag. And we love her so much.
0: Georgina, she's just a mother like other mothers here. And you know how
1: we love your little ones. So this guy was coming like why don't you leave your wife then? No, I'm not leaving her. I'll go with her.
0: Then we started reminding her. She, she, uh, uh, we had a uh, like conversation with my wife. Like, What can we do? We, we don't have enough money for passport for, to go with her. What do you think? And we said, no, 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 no. It is that voice. It is that person that died in 2008. We need to remind him. That we are saving a different God. And said, you know what? She is a gift to us from God. We are going to learn about God so that we can come back and impact his children. Who leave her behind? She needs to learn growing up that my parents love the father more than me. And it's painful. But we find joy in that pointing to the father. It's no more about us. It's painful even for I mean like we can feel it but there's something greater bigger and better So it has been 3 weeks this is our first time living here but we are super excited because we managed to come this side and learn and when we go back we are going to impact the nation because we
1: sacrificed there and she is also going to get a reward in heaven but that old man is coming and saying, no, no, no. Culture, our culture doesn't allow that.
0: And you are saying it's not about culture. We are in a different culture now. We are in the kingdom culture
1: where we trust the father that you look after that baby. And we are going to meet him on Wednesday. God is good. God is good. So that man is always,
0: always behind me. Every time uh, he tries to come,
1: and we are always pointing him to the Father. And he doesn't have the power as the Father. Okay. All right. Uh, so it's no longer about the f- flesh but it's about who is
0: living in us, who is God. So my identity. So the devil, he's trying by all means to come from different angles. Um, I was super excited when Howard uh, read from uh, uh,
1: Genesis 1, uh, verse, uh, verse 3. So now... This was in Genesis 1, verse 3 it says, Now the serpent was uh, the
0: shrewdest of all creatures, and the Lord had made. Really? Uh,
1: let me read my translation here. I think it's a. Uh okay. All right, wait, wait, wait. My translation says, uh, the, the
0: serpent was crafty. Yeah, it was crafty more than uh, all other creatures. So crafty, uh, meaning like he is very deceiving and he can install doubt, no matter how good you've seen God in the past, but he can install doubt. So even here, when you look what he did to Eve, it was only did God really say, and that led uh, to to Eve ended up in, in sin. So now in our life, uh, even in my life, he's trying to, the, that old person is coming with a doubt. He's coming with one word, and I'm monitoring him, but each and every time, he changes. Hallelujah. He changes all the time. So recently, he has been using even guys from church without knowing. The guys, their intention is not to break me down or to kill me, but is to really, uh, they're seeing what God is doing, but the devil using it to his advantage. So, guys would woke up like, wow, you guys from Africa, eh? It's amazing up there. You guys are doing an amazing job.
1: Feeding into that old person in me who had died. Then he'd be like, you see, you're doing very well now. Then pride is coming in, like little cells of cancer growing in me. Now, as I'm walking
0: around, I'm like, yeah, so I'm the real man, eh? the real deal. I'm doing it up there. That man will be coming along me like, yes. And all the time now, as, you are going, as I'm going around, I want people to have that confirmation. Because there's that cell which is growing in me, which needs to be fed with those compliment words never, yes. Oh, you guys, you are suffering, hey? Eh?
1: How are you doing it? I can start to feel again like, well, for sure, I'm suffering. Feeling pity for myself. Then I'm also building in that.
0: So now I want to be at that place whereby I am reminding this person, like, no, no, guys, Together, let us help to kill this person who is in me, who wants to be applauded to, uh, who wants to be seen doing all these good things. It is not me who is doing what's happening in Zimbabwe. It is not me. And I don't have anything to do with that. I'm only a vessel. When you guys see me more than what God is doing, then there's wrong. There's something wrong there. Because He's the head. And maybe I may talk. But if I emerge more than him, then there's a problem. And then that feeds to my ego. I want you guys to see everything that I'll be doing. So now, when you ask me about the suffering, the answer that I have for you, I don't know about suffering in Zimbabwe. I didn't go to check up on the suffering. I went there with the gospel. What I've ate, Even if I eat sushi or I sleep with that doesn't affect my spiritual being. I don't know about politics. Don't ask me about Munangago. Don't ask me about Mugabe. I don't know all those people. Ask me how is the church doing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. If you ask me about church, I'll tell you. Because if you ask me about politics, then I'm drifting away from the mission that I have. Now I need to look like what's happening with the triple C. What's happening with Zanu PF? No, no, no. I'll waste my time. Um, yeah. And that, is other like, it's like cancer. There's a lot of things that are happening in my life. So that man who died in 2008 is interested in all those things. So the moment you start to trigger that, he comes alive. I won't have time for church. I won't have time even to think about other people who are spiritually dying because I'll need to focus on, on all these things. So this man, as he's becoming alive in those areas, so I'm reminding him, like, I'm doing nothing. It's not about me. It's about him. I'm not suffering. I've seen people who suffered for the gospel. I saw people who died for the gospel. I saw wounded soldiers. We've got people like Mike Fast. Right now, when I look at him, he's a wounded soldier who's after the heart of God. Even he, when he's in hospital, he doesn't have all the power. He, he doesn't have energy. The moment he's getting a little bit of energy, he's riding now. He's trying to encourage the board of Christ. Guys, we are going somewhere. I want you to keep your eyes fixed on God. The doctors, they've given him seven days. In that moment, the doctors, they've given him seven days.
1: And he's trying to use all the energy that he had to encourage the body of Christ, pointing to the Father. This is where we want to go. This is where we want to go. When I look at those wounded soldiers like him, I, I get encouraged. I get encouraged. Then, how much suffering am I? Because I didn't eat with meat,
0: and I would think like I'm suffering. What about this person who has been told by the
1: doctors that you might not make it through in seven days Can you see the picture? So I'm always reminding that old man like, "I'm not suffering." I've read about Stephen in the Bible who was stoned for his faith. No one has stoned me. I'm nobody.
0: Stephen, he was stoned. He wasn't uh, hit with a gun. Gun, it's easy. It's one shot. Then you're gone. Think about stones. A pile of stones here. Deny
1: your Jesus. Then we can let you free. No. Jesus is the Father. Boom. Shoo. I picture Stephen with the, like, like one of his eye may be hanging out. And he's continuing like Jesus is the way. And the person is there, is holding another stone. Deny you Jesus. I only know Jesus. Then another stone. Before he dies. Forgive them father. They don't know what they are doing. Forgive them. He suffered. He suffered for the gospel. And when I look at those men. Say Lord. I want to run for you. And it wasn't about him. He was pointing to the father.
0: So in our life, that old person, he comes to us, all of us, in different forms, in different ways. And he wants to say, it's all about you. We want to deny him today. We want to deny him. It's not about us, but it's about him. So if we can get to that place where we can really deny ourselves and allow him to use us, allow him to be the center of our life, then we can see God being glorified through our circumstance. In Zimbabwe, do we sometimes sleep without food? Yes. We don't even have electricity. We don't even have running water. But we have got joy.
1: We don't need. Don't give us those things. We don't need those things. We are content in him. We are content in him. So I just want to encourage you. I don't know like where you are. And what you are struggling
0: with, or why you are doubting God, if you are doubting him, I want to let you know that he loves you more than your circumstance. He loves you more than your situations. He is not limited with our situations. Amen. Okay, so it brings me to my title, bury the old man. That is the the, the title that I have, bury the old man. Bury him. And as, as soon as you see him starting to rise, you continue to rise. You were resurrecting myself. Bring him down. When we planted in Zimbabwe, the first time, when I
1: arrived to the venue, there was bodyguards which were arranged by the people. Bodyguards for me. We had ladies who were putting like clothes for me to walk on top. I said, no, no, no. That is not me. I don't need bodyguards. I'm nobody. I don't need people to honor me in that way. No, no, no. I'm nobody.
0: So in our life, we will have people who will uplift us without knowing that they're they're, they're doing a little bit of harm in in, in ourselves. So we need to continue to check our hearts and bring ourselves down all the time. People will exalt you, but try to bring yourself down so that God will continue to be glorified. So in Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. For each one of us, he lives in you. And it's no longer you. So it's no longer those things that you desire. In Colossians 1:16, it says, uh, God created everything and for himself. Meaning you and me were created for himself. So there's something that he wants to do through your life for himself. So we need to find that purpose of our life. And serve him faithfully. And we will see many people coming into more because it's Christ who is now living in in us. And when we are in
1: Christ, we have got peace. We have got joy. We have got faith. Amen. All right. So I just want you to encourage you this morning that it's no longer you who's living, but it is Christ.
0: That is why you do uh, things in a way that you do. So especially these days now uh, with, uh, with uh, the internet and everything, we need to guide ourselves all the time because the devil is coming in different shapes, different forms. So for us in Zim, without electricity and everything, we might be safe from internet, but there are certain areas where the devil will be waiting for us and he has got things that will suit us. So you guys here now, What is the motive of what you do? Everything. Like in your life. When you post that picture on Facebook, when you post that picture on Facebook, what is the motive behind that? Is it to encourage the body of Christ or you want people to applaud to you? You want to see those uh, likes. Is it likes? Yeah. And you'll be counting like, I didn't get to 80. You could have gotten to 100. But anyway, I'll do another better post. What are you feeding into? What are you feeding into? Even if you're an elder and you're putting that post on Facebook, what is the heart behind
1: that? Because devil is a deceiver and he comes and he's there to feed that old person. Sometimes you can get frustrated. Wow, this post didn't reach as much as I wanted. (sighs) And you can, maybe you can even delete it and try to put a better one. What, why are you doing that? Even Instagram. Why are you doing that? Even good stuff.
0: Listen here. The devil, he doesn't come and use bad stuff only. Good stuff. You're having supper with people. Why did you post that? Why? I'm asking, Why? You might have motive, you want to encourage other people to open their homes, to welcome people. That would be amazing. But if you are doing it for people to see how good you are doing it, then it's worthless. You are feeding that ego in you. That old man is surfacing differently without you noticing. What is the motive? Is it to exalt the father or not? So if it is to exalt the Father, look, we were enjoying time together and it's good to be family.
1: Amen. But if it makes you look good, then there's a problem. That old person is following you, that
0: ghost. And it'll be like, yes, people are seeing what you're doing and you can
1: to do good things, but not for the Father. you are doing it for people, pleasing people. It's hard. So the father
0: is warning us. He's saying, be very careful of the serpent. It's very crafty. The way that it comes in, you won't even noticing, But you find yourself being driven. Um, yeah, so even serving. When you serve here yeah, in the body of Christ, what is the motive be- behind that? What about if people don't notice you? Will you continue to save the way that you've been saving? Or you start to go back because people are not applauding to you. So all this, what we do, is like we need to have God as the center. Father, I'm doing this even if I'm not noticed, but it's for you. Even when you are doing even the Instagram or the Facebook, Father, I want to reach out to the wider body. They need to see how good you are, Father. I think there, there is like God will be uh, super excited. So let us check ourselves. Like, in what areas is the devil coming
1: and uh, trying to disturb us? Joshua Generation Church, it's amazing, amazing. But we need to be very
0: careful because there's so many good people around us who knows the word and who are living it out. So sometimes you can be get you, you can get carried away living with these people, and you living your old ways, but you won't see it because you are covered up with good people. So you need to guide your heart on your own. It's not about the, like all of us as individuals. How are you doing? How are you doing as individual? Because when you're going to stand before the Father, it's not going to be like, Joshua generation, can you come?
1: It will be Neville. Can you come? How well did you do? And that day is coming. So
0: we are so grateful that we have got a beautiful body. But in this body, make sure that you are playing your role very well. That God is exalted. So continue to check yourself, your heart, your motives, and everything. Because the Bible says, in the end, some will say we're prophesying in your name. I was there, part of that community. And God will say, I don't know you. The scary thing is, those people which the Lord is going to say, I don't know you, they are sitting in churches right now. And some of those people, they might be even in just gen. I don't want to be that person. So each and every day, we need to seek the Father as individual, um, then coming into the body as all of us. So check the motive of everything that you're doing. And make sure it's pure before the Father. Because many people are doing a lot
1: of things to be noticed. Even when you are worshipping. It's not about them, but it's, it's about Him. Saving, it's about Him. Uh, yeah. So from uh,
0: 1 Samuel 16, verse 17, First Samuel 16, 17. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, the Lord wanted uh, Samuel to go and anoint um, uh, Jesus' son. So, I want you to picture this. He wanted to, like, to go and anoint uh, Jesus' son, and he didn't say the name of the son. So, he sent uh, Samuel and Samuel, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance. So I'm just picturing this, David and his brothers, they woke up and their father, Jesse, are there. And they know that the biggest prophet is coming today. He's coming. Uh, so when they're there, David, his father said, come, David, can you go with the sheep? And he knows that this prophet who's coming. He knows he wants to anoint a king I'm picturing David taking his sticks and his sheep going into the forest. And these brothers changing the robes. I think this would look good for me. And I think I'm going to be the chosen one. Even the father was like, okay, where's your son? His best son first come out. And someone's like, uh-uh. The second, uh-uh. 3rd uh-uh. Until all his sons were denied.
1: Where is David that time? He's deep in the forest. And not with a bad heart, good heart. With a
0: sheep in the forest, deep somewhere, where no one is noticing him. No one told him to bath. These other guys, they woke up around 4 a.m. and just make sure that I look good. And the Lord said, don't be carried away by his appearance. He's not the one. The next,
1: he's not the one. Then he said, Is this all your children? Uh, there is one. Where is he?
0: He's in the field somewhere. Everyone stand. We are not going to sit down until he comes. And they went and searched for him. I pictured him coming with
1: maybe with a stick and few stones and not even dressed up. And some said, That is the one. That is the one. So, you see this picture of being noticed
0: and being standing in the front. Wherever you are, even if people don't notice you, if God has called you, he will call you from the
1: pit and he will lift you up. 2003, I was running up and down in the streets in Johannesburg wearing black bags as a street kid. In 2003, I was in Johannesburg. But God lifted me up from the street took me back to Zimbabwe. He can find you wherever you are. Even if people
0: overlook you, your family might overlook you. They won't overlook you. Maybe that process is shaping you for more. It's shaping you to step in order for you to step into your destiny. You need to be faithful uh, even being not noticed. Continue to be faithful in the Father. Don't give up in saving him. Save him wholeheartedly. And God will open doors. When he opens, no one can close. When he opens, no one can close. When he he checked the heart of David, even being after being anointed, he was sent back to the fields. He didn't say, no, 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 I'm going to be coming the king. He went with that heart. He continued to save. Saving his brothers as well. Not saying, I'm going to... That heart, God is after that heart. God is saying He's not interested on the outwardly; He's interested on the inward, in heart. Let us guide guide our heart. Why do we do what we do? No one will know like your heart. So in Zimbabwe, for you to be called like uh, they call the man of God, like if you're an elder, you're a man of God. They notice you because you're wearing a suit, shiny shoes, and yeah. So I, I was challenging our guys. I was saying,
1: our guys, we need to be wearing suits. They were like, just Jane has never wore suits. I said, no, 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 we need to wear, to wear suits for sure. Our hearts need to wear suits. Shiny shoes, we need it in our
0: hearts. and nicely. tuxedo and everything, we need to wear it in our hearts. When the people look at us, they need to ask questions. Why do these people give themselves this way? Why do they behave this way? They need to search that. Then they'll see the heart. They must be after the heart of God. Because God is not interested about the outward appearance. He is about the inward. So whatever I do, whatever you do, you should do it for the Father. Not to please the crowd. Not to please your family. But to please him first. And when you do
1: that, there's an overflow of peace. There's an overflow of joy in your life. But God is after her heart. So, yeah. Matthew uh, 7, verse 21 to 23. Uh. Okay, so this is what I was saying. Not all people who sound religious are really godly, They may refer to me as Lord, but they still won't enter the kingdom of the heaven. He says, "They may refer to me as Lord, but they still won't enter the kingdom of heaven."
0: Um, As Andrew was saying, in Africa, we are fortunate enough that we see people using power, and in the name of Jesus Christ. But when you look
1: at the life that people live. Even the people who doesn't go to church, they don't live that way. They don't live that way. Yeah.
0: So, it is scary. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, we enter the kingdom of heaven. But the
1: one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. What is the will of the father who is in heaven? The big son is love. Love. Um, and just being there for the father and allowing him uh, to minister through your life. OK. Um, so our heart attitude, the past of our heart, um, it needs to be it needs to be like this. I was thinking about uh, fresh, fresh milk. Do you guys have fresh milk here? The packets here
0: uh, yeah, in Zimbabwe with pl- plastic uh, sachets retain fresh milk. Uh, and when we buy that? Uh, we buy uh, because, not because of the plastic, which is written in fresh milk, but because of the content inside, which is fresh. So when you get home and you want to make tea, and you find that the, the milk is sour, we return, because we are not interested in the plastic, what is written on the plastic, but we're interested with the content inside. It has to be fresh. How is you inside? Are you fresh? Or it's only the label now, which says that I'm a Christian, but inside, there is nothing.
1: So we can be just generous and there's good vibes. But what about inside? What's inside? What's inside? Are we still fresh?
0: Brooklyn, I mean, like you guys, you are known as crazy people who are after the heart of God. Do we have that craziness? Is it still fresh in us? That when you meet with someone, you you have a desire to see if that that person is born again or not born again. That freshness. Because outwardly, people, they know that we are fresh. But what about inside? Can we continue to make sure that the milk stays fresh? And how does it stay fresh? It stays fresh because we're in his presence all the time. And there's an overflow. When people say, "You guys, how many days do you travel from Zimbabwe with bus? Two and a half days." But that two and a half days, even in intercape, I'll be preaching there, standing up, asking, going like, "In this bus, will they give me opportunity to share the word?" Because I've got this is like a a mini church that I have for two days. (laughs) We can do service today and tomorrow we can do another service. Still on the way, so I'll prepare. Tomorrow we're gonna be on the bus. Uh, we are not arriving tomorrow. We have got all those people. Initially, when we board the bus, we won't know each other. But by the time we get there, we know each other. Before we reach to Belfort, hey guys, my name is Neville, and uh, we're
1: just coming from a conference. Do you know, God, we are going to Zimbabwe. But that can fade away, can die as well. That can fade away and die as well. And that old man
0: can start to speak in my life like, that would be crazy for you to preach in this environment. No, you can't do it. Then you have doubt. So we need to check our hearts. Are we still fresh? Because we have this label which says fresh milk
1: inside. Then Matthew 5, is it Matthew five, thirteen. You are salt of the earth. But what good? is uh, salt. If it has lost its flavor, can you make it useful again?
0: It will be thrown out and trampled, and the food is worthless. So I was saying, I was chatting to Mike. I got this revelation yesterday. Why did God use
1: salt instead of sugar? Sugar's taste is better. Why did He hate you? Why did He have to use salt? Salt is not even nice when you taste it on its own. No, no. When we were growing up, we used
0: to steal sugar. Because it has got taste. Why did he choose salt? You know what? I have never come across a person who doesn't take salt. They might be there, but very few. I have never. But I have come across people who doesn't take sugar. I don't take sugar. A lot. So, the Bible now is referring to us as salt. Meaning everyone needs us. Everyone needs us. We were having a bride. The bride was
1: Amazing. So I was saying that brine. If we didn't have salt, for all the steak and everything and pap, there's no salt. That's gonna be weird, and no one was going to
0: love the food. Are we together? Then we had salt, and no one would go home and say, "Wow, that salt on that steak was amazing." Hey, no one would say that. No one who recognized the presence of salt. That steak was really good. Especially the salt was amazing. No, there's nothing like that. So now the Bible is saying, you are salt. You are going to add a taste where you are not going to be recognized. But you change the environment. But people can notice you when you are not there. It seems like things are not going well. Why? Oh, it's because of Daryl. But when he's here, we don't recognize him. It just sticks in. So the Bible is saying, we are salt. I am salt in Zimbabwe. But the stake is the father. So I don't want to image more than the father. That people can start to walk and say, the salt is just too much on that stake. No. <laughs> if I image too much, people, they'll get to that place. He's just on the way. He's salty, man. It just needs to be just Right? Then when it is right, you don't recognize me. All the glory will go to the Father. That is what the Lord wants to do with each one of us here. So sometimes we push because we want to be recognized or whatever. No, no, no. Don't be recognized by people. But be recognized by the Father. And if he he is going to use you, if you are not around people, they can feel that you are not around. But when you are there, people might not even recognize that you are there. They don't even see the importance of you being there. Your life counts. Your life is important. That's why you are different. There's no one like you besides you. And there's no one that you can compete with because you are on your own league. I always say, I can't compete with anyone. I can't be the best preacher. I can't compete with Andrew because he's not Neville. There's no other Neville. It's me. So I'm on my own race. I try to make sure that I run this race very well. I don't compete with any gift. When I see you have got a different gift with me, I try to make sure that that gift can emerge so that it will give glory to the Father. I mean, yeah, I've got my own league. It's only me. If I die, I'm gone. There's no another second never who's, who's going to come. If i am died, I'm gone. i finished my race. And you are running your own race. But in this race that we are running, we are partners encouraging one another. Yes, you can do it.
1: Yes, you can do it. Look to your left. There's something that is coming. So God really wants to do a lot through Brooklyn.
0: But especially, he wants to start with you as individual. He wants to start with you. And there's a lot that you can do if you allow him to be, uh, to be the father. So remember to be the salt.
1: And don't be too much and don't be less. I think I'm just going to... okay. So if you are really rooted in Christ, everything, it'll be easy. Um, I think I I'll just close with this.
0: In Zim, we've got Cliff, who has been coming like, for many years. Okay.
1: Uh, but before I go there, just wanted to talk about, like, if the salt is really, really nice and
0: just enough, how it, the, the, the impact that it will make. We are now staying in...
1: Tableview Parklands, Table View. yeah. When I was staying in Tableview, when I arrived at Mike's place, there was something weird that happened. But that is kingdom. I have never known him.
0: This is our first time. So I heard that on uh, Friday, I'll be moving to, to, to Mike. I was like, wow, I'm looking forward to see these guys and excited. Then when we got there, I had told them initially that I'll be going to have a with uh, Johan. Uh, in Parklands, so they might have had plans with us, but uh, they they had given in. They Say, okay, you guys can go and have a good time with, with with Johan. So, so when I was phoning Johan, there was a lot of people who were coming through to his house, and I told him like, uh, I'm staying with these guys. Um, is it fine if they can come? And Johan was like, Yeah, cool. Why not? But it was four of us, and the rest of the guys were coming. It was just going to be a lot of people at Johan's place. So Johan's wife had a concern and said, Johan, we might be a lot of people here. So he came back to me and said, ah, there's going to be a lot of people. Like, okay. Um. Then I said, why don't you guys come here? I had just arrived. <laughs> How weird it is. I had just arrived and I think we had chatted for less than 20 minutes with Mike. But that 20 minutes, it took me five minutes to see that this is a home. I saw his heart. I saw his wife's heart. This is a home. They went to the extremes in terms of like just saying, guys, we are here for you. We want to save you. We want to be a blessing to you. What do you want? So when I said to them, guys, can we go to Johan? They had their plans, but they said, yeah, we think that would be good. And they've never seen Johan. And me, they've just met me with me like five minutes. And they wanted to go with me to Johan. When you meet the real deal, you can feel this is the real deal. You can't hide God. Then I said to Johan, "Can you come this side?" And it wasn't only Johan; it was with all the other guys from Danone. But no, wasn't. The next few minutes, these guys they are phoning their friends as well. Sean, why don't you come? This is gonna be fun. And he's saying, "I'm putting the fire." And this. So the guys they came in, they were like. We don't know where Neville is getting us. So everyone was jumping out of the car. Was like, "You are crazy, devil. And, and I'm saying no, because I was the one who was welcoming them. These guys who were busy putting the fire. Come and said, "You are even welcoming us, and you have just arrived." That is how the kingdom
1: works. That's how the kingdom works. We had fun that night. Their hearts connected. It's like we've known each other for many years. That is kingdom. When we get it right, we don't feel like we're a visitor. We feel we are part of the family.
0: And this is just a glimpse of what's going to happen in heaven. This is what's going to happen in heaven. But we need to get our hearts right. So I was asking him, like, you guys are amazing. How did you, he was like, Nev, when I was growing up, I was raised as an African, African person. And you know, there was that division. But I had to
1: work through our hearts. To work through our hearts. They're sleeping, I think it's in their main bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But their testimony is not going to end here. It's going to the places where they will never go.
0: Many people are going to be changed because of their testimony. But why? They have
1: to lay down their life. It's different. It's difficult. Someone stepping out of his bedroom, like Hey, feel welcome, go ahead. Help yourself with watching. Like they're on their
0: toes trying to, 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 to save us. Like, no, 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 whoa, 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 It's just, just saving us is just enough. Like, no, no, no. How can we be a blessing to you guys? That is where we need to get to. It's not easy, but we have to die to ourselves
1: to be Christ-like. And when I look at them, I see Christ. That's how you... That's how he operates. So, yeah, just closing. Will, uh, what's his name? Cliff. Cliff has been coming to
0: Zimbabwe for more than 20 years. He has been coming to Zim, visiting us. Cliff is Um Yeah, so when I was chatting with him, I was
1: like, Nev, I don't have hope with Africa. It seems like people, they just go in circle, they don't have breakthroughs. Yeah. It's like, we've been coming here for more than 20 years. I said, yeah,
0: I get you. We've been coming, guys, for more than 20 years. But for the past while, we've been having missionaries coming through into Africa. And this is how the missionaries were operating. They were coming with money, with books and and food. So they'll give you food. Like when they come into the community, okay, guys, come, there's food. Then afterwards, they'll take off their Bibles. And they would do the trainings and they would go and stay at their lodges and, and the kind of stuff. That was the missionaries. So in, in some sense, they trained the community. They trained uh, the Africans. Like when we see white guys coming, we want money because we were trained that way. The way they were coming with the gospel, it's food, money. Then they will speak. They were hoping to win people's hearts through food and through money. And actually, they did a damage to the people. That's why there's that struggle. So I said, I get you. But the
1: problem came from there. So I was like to him, when you come, do you stay with the people in their homes? No. Do you stay at my place? No. I think we start there. Why don't you start there? Have you ever eaten my food? No. Why? We need to be real. So he came back to Cape so Town. Then he said, Nev, I'm coming back to Zimbabwe. Good. Back going to be staying, I'm staying with you. said, we don't have running water. We don't have electricity. I'm ready. When he came through, we stayed together. It was so um, humbling to see him by the well. It was so humbling to see him with little
0: torches in the night, eating pap with us and veggies. Yeah, I mean like, but he touched the community. He touched many people's hearts. During his one visit, that last visit, he touched so many people's hearts. He got to understand how people live. And he saw where people were lacking and trying to help. He didn't come with the food. He didn't come with money, but his presence and being there and being part of the community, it transformed people. I drove with him to Buluweo. There was another lady from Danone whose uh, uncle had passed on. So she was in, in, in Buluweo at a funeral. And as we had gone to a conference, so I told him that this lady is here and let's go. It was a kind of rural setup. When we got there,
1: the guys they were sitting on the floor, these white men in the middle of nowhere. I saw him cliff sitting down, saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. People started asking questions at that funeral.
0: Where is this white man from? And that lady was like, this is my elder from Cape Town. They were
1: here, and they heard about me being here. So they came to support me. People were like, do they have a church here in Blue isle Why? Because there was that laying down of his life. And the people caught the heart of God.
0: So there's so many times whereby it just needs you to lay down your life such that people can see God. You are a living Bible more than the Bible that we read. People, they read the way that you live, the way that you treat others more than what you preach from the front. When you got back to Harare, there's another church. The elder is here with us. He has got more than 20 couples. They are emerging with us as just Jane because this last trip, we were saying, we don't know what happened to Cliff. We have seen him from way back, but there is something that has changed in him. We want to be part of you guys. And we said, we are going to Fort Worth, Cape Town, if you want to come and you can learn more. One of those elders is here with us. We are going to be emerging on the 27th of November. It's a big church. He's saying, I'm not going to be an elder, I'm just coming as a
1: saint with all these guys. Because we can see that God is moving in you. But it's because of laying down our lives. Where do you stand this morning in terms of laying down your life? Because if you don't lay down your life, God won't be able to use you effectively. You'll be on the way. So the Lord is calling us to die to ourselves. To die to ourselves.
0: When we say wherever, whenever, however, when you say those words, we need to be very
1: careful. We can go wherever, whenever, however. If God opens those doors, will you be able to lay down your life and go? So if you are not in that place and ready, don't say those words because you'll be lying before the Father. God wants us to lay down our life. I believe there's a lot that the Lord wants to do in Brooklyn and beyond, but it's going to start with you laying down your life. And say, Lord, come and use me to the fullest. It's all about you. Closing with this. The word says, we are like mist. We appear for a moment, then we vanish. Where are you going to vanish into if you are not rooted in the Father? We appear a little like mist. You can't get mist at 12, 12,
0: 12 afternoon. You can't. But you can get it in the morning. That's how short our life is. That's how short our life is. I was chatting with Mike yesterday and he was saying, "Never
1: I was given seven hours. So, to him you are saying, this came too fast. He's young. So, asking yourself, like, how far are you from that time? Because you, you never know. How far are you from those results? How far are you from going home? No one knows. No one knows. So we need to be ready all the time. Love like there is never tomorrow. Worship like there is never tomorrow. And love him through his people. Give yourself fully like there is never tomorrow. Because we are not certain about our tomorrow. I want you to leave you with that. I want you to leave you with that. I Lord. Okay. So I just want, I just want you to encourage you Not to feel down upon yourself, but the Lord
0: really wants to do a lot through your life. But it's through sacrificing and laying down your life. God gave us his one and
1: only son. His best gift. What are you giving to the Father? What are you holding back? I feel like today God wants you to give all. Give all. Give your best There's no other place where you can give yourself fully.